Glory, hallelujah. The psalmist said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And I believe there's a gospel song that was made after this uh, psalm. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for he is good, for he is worthy, worthy, for he is good, for he is good. We give thanks unto the Lord today as we come into service to fellowship for Apostle Paul said in the book of Acts, it is in him we live, we move, and we have our being. Once again, this Pastor Daniel Boy, Lightweight Church of God in Christ, Arena of Release and Breakthrough, one church, three locations, one church, three locations. We are coming to you this hour from the city of Redland, Southern California, United States of America, and also locations in Ghana, West Africa, that God has used Lightweight Church to establish as part of our missionary assignment to touch needs, deliver, and heal. Uh, if you want to know more about these locations in Ghana, if you're watching us from Ghana, I know we have many viewers from Ghana. Uh, you could look us up on our, our website, um, that's lightweightchurch.com. And you can find every information you need about Lightweight Church. God has been good. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to go into service. I want to lift us up in prayer this hour. Thanking God, blessing His holy name for all that He has done in our life. God has kept watch over us. God has kept us. God has delivered us. God has healed us. God has made a way where there seemed to be no way. He has protected us are going out and are coming in. Whatever the enemy meant for bad, in his almighty power, he turned it around for our good. For as I said, even that when the enemy comes in like a flood, I will lift up my spirit as a standard. Hallelujah, that's powerful. If you look into what a standard means, we thank God this morning, Father, we honor you, we bless your holy name. We give you all the worship, all the glory and all the honor. Creator of the heavenly and the earth. Oh, the earth belongs to you. You said the world belongs to you and the fullness thereof. It's nothing we could do without your hand being in operation. We bless thy holy name this morning. We thank you for the food we eat, for our sight, for our, our, our smell, for our tongue, our, our any being, any part of us. Hallelujah. We thank you, functioning as it's supposed to. We thank you for your hand of protection. We're coming this hour unto you. We ask and invite the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and have that way. Holy Spirit, come and lead this service. Holy Spirit, bring healing. 
Holy Spirit, bring deliverance. Holy Spirit, bring breakthrough. For the West is wherever the spirit of the living God is, there is liberty. Holy Spirit, move mightily, destroying the holes, destroying the bondages, destroying the captivity. That the enemy has held most bound in those that the spirit of the living God has laid on their heart. Oh, to be part of this service this hour. Lord, every divine partner of lightweight church of God in Christ, we're coming unto you this hour. That your hand will be upon them. That your grace, favor, and mercy forgive us of our sins this hour, normally and unknowingly. Wash us in the blood of Jesus. Set us apart and fill us with your anointing that we may move into the things that you have divinely assigned for us to be in, that we will be able to fellowship divinely with you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. I have a word for us this morning. It's a continuation of what we started last Sunday. And I made mention of looking at an atmosphere. And this morning, our title is How to Carry the Atmosphere of God with You. How to carry the atmosphere of God with you. But let's look at the meaning of the word atmosphere. It's defined as the character, feeling, or mood of a place or situation. The character, feeling, or mood of a place or situation. This means carrying the atmosphere of God is symbolic of his character. His feeling or his mood. Hear me once again, neighbor. It's carrying the, the atmosphere of God is symbolic of his character, his feeling or mood. To be in God's presence always will require a sacrifice of worship honor him. A sacrifice of worship honor him. But then worship involves an entire relationship with God. Worship that is worthy and acceptable unto God will involve our entire relationship with God. Referring to our words, our attitudes, and our actions. In any style of speaking, we can declare God's praises express our faith reliance on him, our faith reliance on him. So let's look at how God expects our worship to be. How God expects our worship to be. One, God wants our worship not only on our lips, but also in our hearts. Two, God wants our worship to be sincere. Because he wants to be the most important thing in our lives that we are truly submissive to him. Three, God wants our worship to affect our behavior and this will require we make sacrifices that put to death the deeds of selfishness that we seek justice. And what is justice here will stand for that we uh, uh, see things the way it's 
to be seen and treat things and people the way it's supposed to be treated. That wherever there is an injury, we be the ones an instrument that God uses to bring pardon. Wherever there's injury in any form or shape, we'll be, we, 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 we make ourselves available as an instrument God uses to bring pardon. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Be merciful and humble and helping others. Hallelujah. Our worship as a sacrifice unto God. That's powerful. And for God wants us just to obey him, or not just to obey him, but to serve in ways that go beyond specific commandments. Hallelujah. This means we are to worship wherever we go, doing all things to God's glory, praying always, giving thanks, always never ceasing to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. A temple of the Holy Spirit. Our worship involves how we work, how we drive, and how we choose what to watch on TV. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Apostle Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Which is your reasonable service. And if you are an instrument carrying the Holy Spirit, then your sacrifice of worship is in truth. As we worship God in spirit and in truth, we can carry the atmosphere of his presence, which contains his anointing, leading to a deeper relationship with him so that our words will be seasoned to establish what we hear him say to us. Because when God speaks, when we receive God's word, we are to also declare it into existence. <clears throat> It's not just to keep it in you, but to speak it into existence. What you've heard, you are to declare. You are to prophesy. You are to decree into existence. Whether into a thing, whether in, or over people, and where God chooses you to speak into. Glory, hallelujah. And what, what is the essence of that? Bringing God to that place to perform the unthinkable, to perform the miracle, to perform the healing, to perform the deliverance, to bring the breakthrough and the release and the peace that is needed. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. It says, as newborn babes, Desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Attention of God is the prerequisite to carry his anointing. When God's attention comes on you, that's the prerequisite 
to carry his anointing in your life. We can draw the attention of God to us, which is the prerequisite to house God's anointing in our lives. And these are the ways by giving, commitment, reading and obeying his word, singing hymns and developing a behavior of devotion. A behavior of devotion. Do you have any time, any hour set aside in your busy schedule during the day that you pause for a few minutes and say, thank you, Lord, and say, thank you, Jesus, and say, thank you, Abba, Father, Well, what you have done yesterday, what you are going to do ahead of me, and what you are doing now, and read a verse, praising God, thanking him, honoring and worshiping him. Hallelujah. Do you have any, 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 any uh, space that you have devoted? That's why I say devotion. Because you, you have to cut out. You have to cut out the time. You have to make it special. Hallelujah. You see the Muslims um, as part of their five pillars, uh, five pillars of their religion, they have prayer. To pray, I think, five times or something like that a day. If the Muslim man was traveling, even traveling on the road, find themselves anywhere, there's no mosque. There's, there's, there's nothing that is, uh, you know, in line with, with, with the environment, in line with their, for them to perform their religious duty they will take up their shirt and spread it by the street. When the, when the vehicle stops, most especially if they are in the bus, and uh, you, you stop at a rest stop, you know, that is more prevalent with, with you know, places like Africa, I could talk about Ghana, and, and they will, they, whatever they have, they will spread it on the, on the ground and begin to pray. And we all have, you know, satisfied ourselves. We use the restroom, done everything. Those that have to eat, have eating. And everybody's waiting. And somebody had no soda. And we're looking for him. So the man is right there praying. Hallelujah. We all have to wait. After the prayer, then we all carry on. But that's what devotion is. And that type of behavior Tell me, why will it not attract God's attention to you to carry his anointing, to carry his a, a, a power? As we, so also way is to meditate on the word of God daily. Meditation also brings the attention of God to us because in our meditation, we find ourselves in the throne room of grace, in the presence of God. Now remember that the spirit of your heart, your innermost being, is the area that is the contact point for the spirit of God. So God created man, as we always say, spirit, soul, and body. But the spiritual part is God 
and his own wisdom left in us so that he could have fellowship with us through that level. He could have a communion with us. So anything God wants to impact, he will impact through his spirit that is in contact with our spirit, impact through there for your soul to pick up and then transfer to your mind. And then your mind, which is in contact with the physical world, interacting with the physical world around you, will begin to uh, uh, translate it. Now you have to live it and walk in it. You have to do what? Live it and walk in it. Glory, hallelujah. And that's the important of meditating. So as you meditate on the word of God, guess what is happening? The spirit becomes in contact with the spirit of God presenting you in the presence of God. Your innermost being presenting you in the presence of God. Being impacted by the things of God. The word that you have kept there. Manifesting into what the word is. Hallelujah. So any blessing will first manifest in the spirit to the soul, to the mind. And now it is the duty of the mind to now give you the ability to declare, to see it in a vision and, 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 and speak it, hallelujah, to see it physically, to see it physically manifesting by the power of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Carrying the atmosphere of God gives us the anointing to hear so that we can say what he has said, which will bring the blessings. We hear and we say to bring the blessing. That the description I just gave earlier. Let's go at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. It said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love, those who what? Those who love it will eat its fruits. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Now Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23. So by the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against that, there is no law. So when the fruit of the, you create an atmosphere for the presence of the Holy Spirit. When the fruit of the Spirit in you is in you, you create an atmosphere for who? The presence of the Holy Spirit. And who abides the atmosphere of God? And who carries the atmosphere of God? Because now abides in you. And this is how you carry the atmosphere of God everywhere you go. Hallelujah. But the opposite is real. 
the opposite is real. You you are messy, you are chaotic, you bring confusion, there's no peace around you wherever you go. Disorderliness, ugly lifestyle, you're ugly to people. What does that tell you? The other spirit is living inside of you. The devil himself. You, you carry the atmosphere of the devil himself. That needs to be cast out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So according to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 21, if we cultivate a habit of speaking life into any death situation, we shall see that situation experiencing life. It's a death and life. So if you cultivate the happiness of what? Speaking life instead of death, then you see the manifestation of life into that situation so that you can eat the fruit of that life what you have spoke best. You see? You're speaking life. So the life you're speaking will bear a fruit for you to enjoy. And fruits referring to healing, breakthrough, deliverance, protection, and peace. The Israelites were delivered by the power which worked through the word of God that told Moses and Aaron and the leaders of Israel to go to Pharaoh and say exactly, exactly, he's telling them to say, not otherwise, exactly. God was very particular. He was very particular. He said, go meet the leaders. And this is what you tell them. And you go see Pharaoh and say the same thing. Let's look at Exodus chapter 5, verse 1 to 3. I'll probably be bringing this uh, service to an end in a minute. Exodus chapter 5, verse 1 to 3. It's that after what Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus, listen to it, thus says the Lord God of Israel. They were not saying their own words. They were not saying what they want to say. Because most of the time we want to say what we want to say. But what we want to say do not carry the anointing and the power of God until it's connected to what God is saying. Hallelujah. Until it's connected to what God is saying. Is it that says the Lord of God of Israel, let my people go, that they might hold a fish to me in the wilderness. It was that not a, in, in the human sense and form, will that not be considered as a lie? Because that, that wasn't what the going was about. The going was about freeing them from over 430 years of bondage and captivity. They were, it was time for them to be set free. But why didn't God say, go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go, now set them free, let them go forever, for good. They, they're coming out of servitude. They come in, they, they, they're free. They, they're coming out. They're not, 
The you know, they're not gonna serve anymore. Where did God say that? <laughs> God knows exactly what to be said to bring what we are looking for. But in the human sense, this would have looked like a lie. It's exactly a lie. Go and tell the man, hey, let, let us go worship in three days and come back. Well, the man will let you go. Thinking that in three days you're coming back, you're just going to honor God and come back. We was in the situation. And Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? Who is the Lord? Knowing very well who God is. Because these Egyptians, they knew about God. Most of the things that we study in our scriptures, then they, it was written out of their, their fellowship with God, how it was in the beginning. They knew about God. The Israelites went into Egypt in servitude and knew about God over there. Hallelujah. But they knew about God, but they did not know of God because they were not part of God. Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. I do not know the Lord means that is not a God that I'm, I'm, I'm in fellowship with and I have relationship with. So they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days journey into the desert and sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with sorrow. Moses and Aaron repeated the same phrases, let my people go. Anytime they had an encounter with Pharaoh after each plague, because we all know that God already set up, set Pharaoh up for a failure so that he could display his anointing and power for the whole world to know about him. What you're going through is God about to do something great, mighty, that everybody will know about God. And so sometimes God have to hold us in that, in that situation. We have to go through that because God is trying to take glory. God is trying to take times. God is using you as an instrument to let many people know about him. How will many people know about him around you? That when you begin to testify, when you begin to say what the Lord has done, many will know about God, how powerful he is. The word of the Lord is answering. The Lord said, I will bless you and the ends of the world shall fear me. I will bless you. And the ends of the world shall fear me. Some blessing God brings to us. And when we say this is the doing of the Lord, people begin to shake and tremble. They begin to shake and tremble. Because they know you, they know, you know, in no way you could be what have what you have and doing what you're doing and being out where you are. Ain't no way. 
unless God was with you. So after any plague, they will say the same thing. And in this phrase, they were doing what? Speaking freedom and judgment at the same time. Uh, anytime they went and said, let my people go, they were speaking freedom and judgment at the same time. Because God has said he will harden the heart of Pharaoh so that the ends of the world shall fear him. They were speaking freedom and the judgment continued to uh, 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 make Pharaoh's heart strong so that God would declare more plagues to destroy the Egyptians and his power is being known. Throughout all the templates, his power was being known. Because when they said, let my people go, the heavenlies responded. The heavenlies was waiting to respond to the God concerning the situation of his people. And hiding her by Pharaoh to refuse what they said led to consequences of more plagues to call the freedom of God's people. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Words of faith called the Israelites to receive what the Egyptians took from them. Hallelujah. They left spoiling the goods of the Egyptians. We'll bring our service to a conclusion for the sake of time. And we shall pick up from right here talking about how did they live spoiling the goods of the Egyptians. Because God gave another word, instruction. God said, go tell them exactly what I'm saying. Give me gold. Give me silver. Give me diamond. And the Egyptians shaking quickly pour their riches into their lives. Because God has paralyzed them. Fear. Put fear in them. After going through all these ten plagues. They want none to do with this Israelites. Get, get out of here. Take and go. If you want my own life, take my life, sell it and make money and go. That's how the good God will serve us. God bless you. I want to lift you up into the hands of the Lord that the power of the Holy Spirit touch your ears. That anything blocking your spiritual hearing from hearing what the word of the Lord is saying. Because many receive instruction and many you pray for and you say the spirit of the lord is telling me to do this a b c d and you're 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 healing you're delivering your breakthrough your you your something will happen and break you forth out of the situation you are going through it will fall on death years because there is a devil that is fighting them from hearing what thou sayeth the Lord. There's a, a devil fighting their spiritual ears, fighting their spiritual sight, fighting their spiritual uh, 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 smelling. Because our spiritual uh, uh, nose is to descend, is to descend, descend in the spirit of discernment comes, is that's our spiritual nostril. Then you are able to discern what type of spirit is about somebody. What is going on? Something is not right here. You, your discerning spirit 
is, is the one that is in display. Hallelujah. And some cannot speak what they hear. I'm praying, lifting you up, that your fine spiritual senses be open in the mighty name of Jesus. Your five spiritual senses to tap into the realms of God, realms of the spirit, to have fellowship and contact with the spirit of God. Be open in the mighty name of Jesus. Every spiritual cloud, every spiritual darkness disappear over your life. I speak into your life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Receive. Say, I receive. I receive, I receive, I re repeat. I receive, I receive, I receive. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything we have said will not mean anything if you are not connected to Jesus. For what, what does it worth for a man to gain the whole world and lose their soul? What does it, what, what good and what does it worth for you to gain the whole world, the riches of the whole world, but then you lose your soul? Jesus said, I am knocking at the door of your heart. Whoever will open their heart for me to come in, I'm not coming alone. I'm coming with the Father. I and the Father will come and take a seat and will lay a table to dine with you. And on the dining table of God, there's many goodies, many goodies, lots of goodies that is on the dining table of our Father. Hallelujah. So as you accept Christ, it should I come that you might have life and have it all in abundance. And that abundance is coming from the dining table of God. Riches and everything is added. It's in that dining table. It's John 10, 10 says, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Who is the enemy? The devil, Satan, the demons that are tormenting you, that are Preventing you from hearing when anybody wants to talk to you about Christ. They are trying to prevent you from what I'm talking about. But today, if you will make a decision to open the doors of your heart, to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, he said he will come with the Father and they will lay a dining table with all sorts of goodies on that table. And you are not only receiving salvation, but every blessing that is part of the salvation. You see, I became poor that you might be rich. I became sane that you might become righteous. I want you to share this prayer after me because there is death. There's judgment after death. And we are all going to answer one question. What did you do with Jesus? What did you do with Jesus? Your answer to that question, when Jesus, the judge on sinner on the throne, judging those that might be alive, 
It says the deaf are the ones that will raise our first to stand in the judgment seat of God. So when the second coming of Jesus arrives, everybody, the dead, the alive, everybody will be facing that judgment seat. Your answer will determine if you end up in hellfire with Satan and his demons that are causing atrocities, killing, stealing, destruction, or you end up with Christ in heaven, enjoying life fully, enjoying eternal life. Hallelujah. I want you to say this prayer after me. I know many have fallen off the things of God. The pandemic did not do us any good. We are not aware we are in Christ. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ and keep on in righteous fellowship with him, this is also a prayer you say. And those that say are Jesus. But pastor, from what you are saying, I want to know Jesus. Repeat this prayer. And you are praying in sincerity, in faith, and in truth. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. I thank you for giving me of my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. Come into my heart to be my Lord and personal Savior. And I will serve you, dear Jesus, for the rest of my life. I declare you saved. Multitude of angels in the heavens are rejoicing for your salvation. For the word of the Lord says, for when one soul is saved on earth, multitude of angels rejoice in the heavens. Now the most important thing, your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want you to this your assignment as you've been saved. Get your scripture, get a Bible, go all the way to Revelation chapter 20, verse 12 to 15. Revelation chapter 20, verse 12 to 15. I want you to read that for yourself so you don't call me a doomsday preacher talking about hellfire. I have no hellfire to send anybody into. Hallelujah. Also, this is a covenant prayer. You have entered a covenant relationship with God. If you walk in grace, seeking the grace of God to walk in righteousness, because now Christ is in you, his spirit has been given to you that you might walk in grace. Grace is the ability of God he gives us that we do the things that in our own human self is impossible for us to do. You walk in grace and in faith, trusting and believing in God that you are saved, that you are a son of God, that you are a daughter of God. Glory be to the name of the Lord. God is obligated to do what he said he would do. That is the goodies on his dining table will be yours. Hallelujah. I want you to send us information that you were saved. And if you need any materials to help you with your salvation, you could reach out to us and we will send you information. Um, our email address is right on the screen, lightweightchurches at gmail.com. You could send 
any request and also let us know that you worship we open the doors of lightway church of god in christ online that you might become a partner hallelujah and it's a two-way relationship you support lightway church with your finances since you physically you cannot be in this in, in, in service without or whatever we're doing physical but then you could support us financially we are not seeking for a financial contribution to spend on ourselves, but to put into what God, they are, you are supporting the vision that God has given the church to establish vision. And, and God has a blessing, and we, we, we're not saying it's going to be financial, whatever it's going to be. But God will meet you at the point of your needs. But you ought to set through your heart. Ask the Spirit of God, what can I get financial to support the vision you have been trusted into? Lightweight Church of God in Christ. And the God who is all-knowing. If you are giving sacrificially as a worship unto God, Giving sacrificially as a worship unto God. Attaching a need to God. I want you to meet me at a point of these needs. He said, do this to test me. That I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. It might be financial. It might be saving you from something that was coming to destroy you, to destroy your household, your children. Most of us, we are not in the, in the habit of sowing seeds and putting the needs of our children, our family, our household, you know, stuff like that on it. You could plant seeds. You could give us a seed and say, Lord, touch my son, touch my daughter. Because whatever your son, your daughter might be going through, you have you don't have the power to bring them out of it. But you could give sacrificially to God. Say, this is my sacrifice. That you touch my daughter, touch my son, touch my finances, touch my business, touch my job, touch my career. And God, who is merciful and gracious, will meet you at the point of those things. But I want you to give expecting God for a blessing. You are not just giving for giving, but expect God for a miracle. So that when God does it, or God does anything in the area of blessing, you will be able to identify it and not let it pass you by. And that is when the devil comes in to say, oh, all this seed giving and all this giving stuff, it don't work. But you did not do your sincere duty to be expecting God, which way a blessing will come so that you say, oh God, this is because of my sacrificial giving unto you. We're going to sacrifice next time attached to giving. God bless you. We are, if you want to give, text to give is on your screen, 833-901-2082. 833-901-2082 or dollar sign lightweight churches. Dollar sign lightweight churches. 
God bless you for your sacrificial giving meet you at the point of your need. I release the grace, the favor of God, breakthrough and release, protection. You're going out and coming in. The Lord be with you. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Let's look at it. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. If my technical team could find that. But as they find that, we also have prayer. Uh, Mondays. I know our first lady is trying to restructure the online prayer. We have a prayer altar. I'm not going to say a prayer line. A prayer altar on the line connecting to the heavens. Many have received breakthrough. Uh, let's look at the, uh, the scripture real quick. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. It says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give your bosom. For with the same measure, the same measure, don't give a dollar and you're expecting a million dollar breakthrough. Don't, don't give $10 and you expect a million dollar breakthrough. The same measure that you met without, it shall be measured to you again. Shall be measured to you again. This is the word of God. Glory be to the name of the Lord. I should give. I release this, this word of God over your giving. God be with you. Let's go back to the prayer line. So, prayer line, lightweight church. Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesdays, we are in the sanctuary. We have a sanctuary, y'all. We have a sanctuary. Very soon, it's going to be dedicated. You see us lifting our hands, praising and worshiping God. We're going to be coming to you very soon from our beautiful sanctuary that God is working behind the scene. So, and then Thursdays and Fridays, that time to tune in or jamming is 9 a.m. Pacific, Pacific time, California time. So wherever you are in the United States or outside, anywhere in the world, you ought to Google your time, what time, what, what is your time, 9 a.m. California time. And then you could come on the prayer uh, number is 515-603-5632. 515-603-5632. Jesus said, my father's house shall be a house of prayer. My father's house shall be a house of prayer. God bless you. Those that gave, you can go online. We have a free gift of a book that I wrote to help us all. Claiming victory over your giants. You could Google that book up free. And God be with you. Till we meet again next Sunday. Bye-bye.